Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, guys, you're listening to the Lazy Genius Podcast. I'm Kendra, and I'm here to help you be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. Today is episode 75. 75 feels like a thing, right? The Lazy Genius stocks the kitchen. You've seen the list, y'all. The essentials of what ingredients belong in your kitchen. Real Simple has a list. Martha Stewart has a list. Tons of the cookbooks on your shelves start out with a list of all the foods you should have in your kitchen so that dinner is always close at hand. But if those lists worked, you'd make more dinner more often and be less stressed about it. So today we're going to lazy genius your kitchen and figure out what needs to be in it. So first, we need to really define what it means to stock your kitchen, your kitchen, because here's what it isn't. Stocking the kitchen isn't having ingredients for every meal at your fingertips. No. Stocking the kitchen is about having ingredients for your essential meals at your fingertips. Every list I've ever seen has a jar of roasted red peppers on it. I got paid to write one of those lists years ago, and I put roasted red peppers on my list. I get it. But guess what? We don't use roasted red peppers that much at our house. Definitely not often enough to keep a jar that I'll open to use one pepper and then the rest sit there and get fuzz on them. When you think about stocking your kitchen, your fridge and freezer and your pantry, um, it, they're not going to look like anyone else's. I'm not going to give you a master stocking list because there isn't one. Every person cooks differently and uses different things. So those cans of chunk tuna in olive oil that Jamie Oliver told you to keep around that are super covered in dust and possibly expired, those don't belong in your kitchen if you don't use them. So here's our lens, our way of seeing what it means to stock the kitchen. Only stock what works. Only stock what works. Stock what you really like, what you actually use, and what you know how to use. You have to know how to use it too. Only stock what works. So how do you know what works? You start with what I call brainless crowd pleasers. I talk about these a lot, especially on Instagram when I'm doing meal plan Monday, but I will break them down for you again. Brainless crowd pleasers are your regular meals, the dinners that you run to when you're choosing dinner last minute, the meals you can make without turning your brain on or reading too many instructions. And here, and here's the, uh, the crowd pleaser part. They please your crowd. Your crowd could be just you and the new Jack Ryan series on Amazon Prime, or your crowd could be you and your spouse and your kids. It doesn't necessarily mean crowd pleaser in the entertaining sense. It's not a crowd pleaser for an actual party crowd. It's just what pleases your crowd. And please doesn't mean 
unbridled enthusiasm. It's okay if everyone isn't jumping up and down, but it does mean that everyone is relatively pleased by the meal. So something you can make that is fairly easy or mindless and food that doesn't lead to a barrage of complaining from your crowd. So let's start with brainless crowd pleasers. I encourage you to write yours down. Um, Do a quick brainstorm of those recipes for you. It can be everything from beef stew with red wine that your mom taught you how to make when you were in high school, all the way to frozen pizza. And I don't give you that scale from beef stew to pizza to communicate any sort of value. Beef stew is not better than pizza. Pizza is not better than beef stew. It's all just food. My point though, is that brainless crowd pleasers can be as intricate. Wow. That is a hard word to say. It can be just as intricate. I had to think about it again. You guys, maybe I should choose another word. They can be as complicated. Mm -hmm. They can be as complicated or as simple as you want, as long as they're mostly brainless and they please your crowd. So list those out to get started on stocking your kitchen. That is where you start. Our personal family list of brainless crowd pleasers, it includes spaghetti and meatballs, of course, um, homemade hamburger helper, tomato soup and grilled cheese, Trader Joe's orange mandarin chicken and rice, Japanese curry rice, tikka masala, again, that goes on rice, hot dogs and tater tots, uh, change your life chicken, homemade pizza, yakisoba, which is basically a bowl of noodles, like sometimes you put stuff on top of it, uh, pork and mushroom lettuce wraps, salmon and rice, chicken noodle soup. I could keep going, but that is where I'm going to stop because that's all I can think of right now. Um, But I've also built up a decent arsenal of brainless crowd pleasers. My list written down clocks in about 25, I think. And I add to it all the time. And um, if you think about it, that's like a month of meals. I could repeat it exactly and never have to meal plan again. I don't, but I could. And sometimes I do lean really heavily on those meals and not on new things when weeks are busy or I'm just tired. But if I look at my list, I see what I need to keep in stock in my kitchen. Your, bra- your brainless crowd pleasers are going to determine what you need to have in your kitchen. So for me, what do I have? What is essential? Canned tomatoes. I use them for spaghetti sauce, tikka masala, tomato soup, and pizza. Um, meatballs in the freezer for spaghetti and the homemade hamburger helper. If I don't have any ground beef, like thawed, it's so easy to throw that in there. Chicken stock, or in my case, uh, chicken base, which is the worst name ever, um, for flavoring tomato soup, hamburger helper, and the chicken noodle soup. I love better than bouillon. That's the brand I get mine at Costco. I have an episode about shopping at Costco. Um, and I list that as one of my like ride or die purchases there. So if you want to listen to that episode, By the way, uh, you can also uh, get recipes for some of those brainless crowd pleasers that I just mentioned. A lot of those are on the blog, so those will be in the show notes today. Um, Okay, so other things I stock in my kitchen, um, carrots, always carrots. I use them in hamburger helper, tomato soup, curry rice, change your life chicken, yakisoba bowls, chicken noodle soup, and they are really great to like roast up really quickly if I want a side of vegetables, which we don't do a whole lot of like meats and sides, but if I need one, it's easy to do. Onions are the same. Um, I use those in more in more things than I use carrots. So I always have onions around. Um, actual products that I need for this uh, list of brainless crowd pleasers, like that Trader Joe's chicken. 
if that's going to be a brainless crowd pleaser, I need the chicken in my freezer. Um, curry rice flavor cubes that you can buy at Target now. You don't even have to go to like an Asian market to get the things I use to make curry rice. Um, hot dogs and hot dog buns for hot dog tater tot night. I also need tater tots. Um, pepperoni and all kinds of like dried meats and salamis for pizza and fancy grilled cheeses. I need rice for sure. I need pasta. I need yakisoba noodles. I need salmon in the freezer. I need heavy cream. I always have heavy cream for the hamburger helper. If I want my tomato soup to be creamy, um, the tikka masala, sometimes chicken noodle soup, if I want that to be creamy. And of course I use that for my coffee and like whipped cream on desserts I make and stuff. But you get the idea. Um, and then meat that I know that I use, right? Um, that's like a little bit more expensive. You know, meat is more expensive. So I use a limited um, amount, not amount, but like different kinds of meat. So if those are on sale and I know I need them for my brainless crowd pleasers, I'll stock up a little bit. So when it's on sale, I'll buy some. Um, I only buy what I use though. I don't buy any meat that's on sale. I only buy what I would use for my brainless crowd pleasers because I want it to be brainless. I don't want to have like extra cuts of meat that I don't really use with my brain turned off because I have to turn my brain on and that is not my goal. So stock your kitchen based on what you actually make, not on what a like professional chef guru tells you. Now you can get really great ideas from other people's lists. It's true. Something might inspire you or offer a reminder of something that you actually really love eating, but you haven't thought about in a while, but it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to. Um, one of my favorite kind of niche cookbooks, it's a very specific kind of cookbook, but it's called Grays, and I love it. I love it, but I love it mostly for the writing and the the mood, kind of like the uh, the mentality behind it. It's essentially a cookbook with recipes that are barely recipes because of how simple they are, but the concept is super fun. So basically, like she's like, put out a lot of different kinds of things and enjoy your meal like graze on them. So like salami and olives and dips and stuff like that. Now the author of this book is a food writer. Uh, she has access to like artisan cheeses and meats and breads and all the things. She has a partner who likes the process of food as much as she does. And she has no children. Now I'm not saying any of those things in a disparaging way. It's just important to recognize that the way we eat often heavily depends on the kind of life we live, right? Her book has a list of foods essential to have in your kitchen and half of them I never have and I rarely do. I rarely buy them. This episode is sponsored by Squarespace. I don't know if you've checked out my website lately, but she just got an upgrade and we did it with Squarespace. With Squarespace, it is so easy to create a beautiful website all on your own terms. My team recently updated our Squarespace site to use Fluid Engine, a next generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. It's seriously so cool. It's mobile layout display. It lets us see what people see on their own mobile devices as we make edits and updates. And 78% of you visit the site on your mobile device. So making sure what you see looks and performs the way it's meant to matters to me. If you want to build a new website, try out Squarespace. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash lazy genius to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. 
I found Olive in June in 2020 when we were all looking for new hobbies and things to do. Well, now almost four years later, doing my nails at home with my daughter, Annie, and Olive and June's Manny system is still one of the things I look forward to every week. Olive and June makes it easy to get a salon-worthy manicure from the comfort of your home. The Manny system has everything you need in one box, salon-grade tools designed just for DIY, and your choice of six polish colors. And y'all, the colors they make are stunning. Annie and I just tried out their new colors for Valentine's Day. I'm wearing Love Note, a sparkly nude that matches my skin tone. And Annie is wearing Bouquet, a shimmery pink that matches her personality. Plus, Olive and June's polish is chip resistant and lasts for seven days. Visit oliveandjune.com slash lazygenius for 20% off your first Manny system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E dot com slash L-A-Z-Y-G-E-N-I-U-S for 20% off your first Manny system. This episode is sponsored by Chomps. With three kids running every which way, life at the Adachi house is very full. Someone is always on the go, whether it's to band practice or to a work meeting or down the street to grandma's house. And I love having Chomps in the pantry for a high protein snack that's perfect for life on the go. Chomps are made with natural ingredients, come in nine delicious bold flavors, and have up to 12 grams of protein per stick. You can even order them online and have them delivered straight to your door. Right now, Chomps is offering our listeners 20% off your first order and free shipping when you go to chomps.com genius. Go to chomps.com genius to see all the delicious flavors and get 20% off your first order and free shipping. That's C-H-O-M-P-S dot genius. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. This episode is sponsored by Ritual. The days are getting longer, but it's still tough to get the recommended vitamin D from sunshine alone, not to mention the risks we take with sun exposure. That's why I love that my multivitamin is helping me out. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus, that's the one I take, was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% in a clinical study. And for someone like me who likes to move but has glass knees, I'll take all the extra support from my multivitamin I can get. Ritual's multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO, project verified, flute and major allergen free, and gentle on an empty stomach. Plus, each bottle has a minty essence that makes taking them actually enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 20% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash lazy genius. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash lazy genius for 20% off. So it's not essential. It's essential to her and her way of living, but it is not essential to me and my way of living. The same is true of you. She lists those, um, you know, those skinny, crunchy breadsticks. I think they're called Grassini or something like that. They're really, really long, crispy, crunchy breadsticks. Um, she lists those as one of her like most essential ingredients. Like you have to have these. Not only do I not have them, I don't even like them. I don't like them. So consider where you're getting your pantry or fridge list from and take it with a grain of salt. Be inspired. Sure but stock up based on what you already make. Only buy what works. So figure out your brainless crowd pleasers and you stock your kitchen to make those things. Other stuff you can pick up as you need it, right? That's what grocery lists are for. Now, the last step in stocking your kitchen is having foods 
already cooked a little or like prepped somehow to make dinner easier. Uh, if you follow me on Instagram, you've probably heard me talk about my magic question. What can I do now to make dinner easier later? That one question can change everything. So let's look at the, um, at that answer based on your brainless crowd pleasers. Okay. So for example, um, some answers to that question, they will work for everyone. Like if you were to ask yourself, what can I do now to make dinner easier later? You could answer, anybody could answer, I can choose what's for dinner. Like that's what I can do right now to make dinner easier later is make the choice of what we're going to eat for dinner. You could choose to clean up from breakfast or lunch so that making dinner later is easier because it's cleaner, th those kinds of things. But in terms of like actual ingredients and cooking tasks, you have to start from your list of brainless crowd pleasers. And that will tell you what you can stock up on, like in terms of halfway cooked or kind of mostly put together meals. Okay. So for my list of meals, just to give you an example, for my list of meals, a ton of them used diced carrots. So if I take two minutes to dice up a few carrots, they'll get used. They're going to get used. Um, or if you're worried about wasting diced carrots, like you could freeze them diced and it's not going to hurt them. It's fine. Um, or you could cut them into carrot sticks first, right? And then when you need diced carrots, you can like quickly run your knife through them to dice them. Like everything's done except for just the quick to dice them. And then if you don't do that, you just eat them as carrot sticks as a snack, right? Um, so if I chop up a carrot, I'm good. It's going to get used. Same goes for an onion. Not the snacking part. That was gross. But if you take a minute to dice an onion, especially if you use onion as a base in a lot of your brainless crowd pleasers, it's going to get used. Um, some other answers to that magic question. You can mix up a marinade for the meat that you're going to eat that night or the next night. You can rinse off some lettuce for a salad. Great cheese. Pull out the ingredients for dinner and just put them on the counter next to the stove. When my kids were tiny, you're going to think I'm insane, but when my kids were tiny, and always wanting to be held, like just you couldn't put them down. It was really hard to cook dinner with one hand. It was real hard. Um, and a way I would help make dinner easier was to do things early in the day that needed two hands, like when I wasn't holding a baby. So for example, if we were having spaghetti for dinner, which was a lot, I would fill the pot with water and put it on the burner, like at noon or something, because you cannot carry a heavy pot of water and a toddler at the same time. You can't do it. Um, and it would sit there for like five hours, but it was ready to go with one hand. When it was dinner time, I could just turn on that gas, man, get that water boiling. I would open the can of tomatoes because you cannot use a can opener with one hand. I would open a can of tomatoes. Um, I would tear open the package of pasta. I would chop up a couple of cloves of garlic and just leave them there. And all of the elements of dinner were ready for me, even with one hand. Now you don't have to take the magic question quite that far, but it's a great thing to ask yourself. We don't always think about ways to make things easier or even think they're worth it. Like if you don't have a toddler to carry, is it really that big of a deal to fill up a pot of water when you get home from work? Maybe not. But if you think about your mentality at that point in the day, you're probably scattered, a little panicked because you don't want to make dinner or you don't know what you're having. You're oddly surprised that you have to cook at all because it just keeps happening and you're at the end of the day and you're therefore done making decisions. So having one less thing to think about, having even one less decision to make, 
of where the pot is and what you're supposed to do with it and how much water you're supposed to put in it. It works wonders to do it earlier. It really does make dinner easier later. So when you take the magic question into stocking your kitchen, what it means to stock your kitchen, you can stock it with elements of meals you already make. So for me, that might be um, marinated meat for stir fry because I did not list that earlier, but we have stir fry a lot. Uh, frozen tomato soup that I can just thaw really fast. Pizza dough balls. So I'm not like always like, do I need to make pizza dough? Like I'll make a big batch of pizza dough and then I'll put some in the freezer. Um, anything else that's like mostly ready and needs to be just heated up quickly. If you plan your meals a few days in advance, especially from that list of brainless crop pleasers, if you wanted to, you could go ahead and like prep everything at once. You could chop all the carrots. You could assemble the grilled cheese sandwiches. So all they need is to be thrown on a griddle with lots of butter. You could chop up herbs for a hamburger helper and pasta sauce and rice bowls. Just put them in a little baggie in the freezer. Not the freezer, the fridge. I guess you could put them in the freezer. Fridge is better in this case. Um, when you work from meals that you already make, meal prep isn't as overwhelming because it already makes sense. You already do it. It's already kind of brainless. And you're not wondering like, is everybody going to complain about this because it's something new? I'm not saying don't cook new things. Not at all. Oh my goodness. But stocking our kitchens for new things just leads to rotten, dusty food. And nobody wants that. I love the idea of those meal prep services that give you a list of recipes and a shopping list and then a prep sheet to cook from. I think that's actually a really lovely way to do something. Um to make dinner easier later. But a lot of times those services, they have recipes that are really varied, um, which I guess you want to a certain degree. You don't want like the same foods all the time, but that means they require a lot of prepping of a lot of different ingredients, some of which are new to you. But if you apply the same concept to your list of brainless crowd pleasers and plan just from them, at least mostly from them, you'll have a shorter grocery list, You'll have a good bit of overlap in the ingredients you use because most families cook from a smaller list of ingredients than you realize. And that means your prep takes way less time. You're not prepping eight different vegetables for five recipes. You're prepping four different vegetables for five recipes. So it's like the motion is already going. You just have to chop up a few more rather than like dealing with another kind of food to figure out how to prep or chop or whatever. Um, a lot of those services, they suggest like weekly prep times of two to three hours, but yours could almost certainly be done in an hour or less. Now you don't have to do that. You don't have to prep a week's worth of meals in advance unless it just sounds amazing and it works for you, but you can stock your kitchen with stuff you need from recipes you already cook. And I don't like to use the word should around here too much, but I really do think you should start asking yourself that magic question. Start asking yourself whenever you have the quickest minute at the most random time of day, what can I do now to make dinner easier later? Sometimes the answer is obvious. Other times it is not. For the times that it's not, I have something for you. If you head to the show notes at thelazygeniuscollective.com slash lazy slash stock, you'll see a place where you can put in your email address to get a free download of possible answers to get you started. 
You can stick it on your fridge. There's space on there for you to put your own ideas based on your own list of brainless crowd pleasers. Um, so go get that. Go to the lazygeniuscollective.com slash lazy slash stock to get your list of answers to the magic question, as well as links to a lot of the recipes I've mentioned so far. Um, the cook, the cookbooks I've talked about all the things. Um, but remember this, your kitchen, it doesn't have to look like everyone else's. In fact, it shouldn't. You won't get very far with getting dinner on the table if your pantry is full of cans and jars of stuff that you don't eat. So make your list of brainless crowd pleasers and stock your kitchen with the ingredients to make those meals. It's really that simple to stock your kitchen like a lazy genius. Okay. Well, that's all for today, guys. Thanks so much for listening. And I hope that you come back next week where we are talking about meal planning. It's happening, you guys. You've been asking and it's happening. So if, and if you already have your list of uh, brainless crowd pleasers from this episode, you're going to be so ahead of the game. So high five to you. Um, if you think about it, share this episode with a friend. And for those of you who share on Instagram and Facebook, it's just so kind. I'm so very grateful. And if you feel like popping over to your Apple podcast app and you want to click some stars on this show, that's a huge help too. Every rating and review, it makes it easier for this show to pop up for folks who are browsing for a new show to binge. And if you're one of those people, welcome, welcome. I'm so glad you were here. All right, guys, I'm Kendra. And until next time, be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. I'll see you next week. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.